The following program has been furnished and paid for by Kevin Seven Financial Services, and KSCV is not responsible for its content or the products or services offered. Welcome to Your Finances with Kevin Seven here on KSCV, a show about finance and retirement planning. Now, here's CPA John Henry and Kevin Seven. Hello, Houston. Hello, world. This is John Henry. I'm a CPA who's been operating in business for the last 30 years here in Houston. And I'm the co-host today with Kevin Coogley, MBA, CPRC, who will be answering questions about your finances. To schedule a free phone or Zoom call with Kevin, you may call one 877 K-E-V-I-N-S-7 or 877-538-4677 or go to kevin7.com. That's K-E-V-I-N-S-7.com. This is a call-in financial talk show. We'll be talking, we'll be talking about the markets. We'll be talking about retirement planning. And you are welcome to call in, ask your questions, or contribute your two cents worth. And the call-in number is 281-558-5738. And now, here is Kevin. Hey there. Yeah, it's good to be back on the air. We took Father's Day off, so shout out to all the fathers last weekend. And so now we're back on the air. Happy to be back. We will continue to have this show here on KSEV 700 AM uh, on a weekly basis on what, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon every Sunday. So if you're coming home from church or just want to tune in, learn some stuff about finances, check us out. And we also, on that Kevin7.com, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com, we also have replay. So if you like something you want to hear, share it with friends or just need a, a, a reminder about what, what it is you learned over the weekend listening to this show, feel free to go to that Kevin7.com website. Tell you what, Kevin, how was the uh, how was the market last week? I found, the, you know, I, I follow the market pretty closely and I found the the action, I guess, over maybe the last four or five weeks, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, what's your what's your viewpoint about what's going on in the overall uh, equity market? Yeah, so I follow several different pieces of research, and so, well, let's talk a little bit about what happened last week. So we had a run up in the market, the S and P five hundred. Usually, when I say the market, I'm referring to the S and P five hundred, which is the 500 largest stocks, and by the way, they're not equally weighted in that 500 uh, stock index. So last week, we had the first down week, but prior to that, we had five consecutive up weeks. So we have, uh, alluding to the research that uh, I follow, and one of them is my uh, broker-dealer, My bro- same as a brokerage company, it's LPL. They're uh, based in San Diego. They have really good research. And at the end of last year, when it looked pretty dark back in December, their research was still very bullish. But having said that, uh, 
within the last week or so, they've come out and now they are underweighting equities. And equities, by the way, for the whole audience, that just means stocks. It's so, it's a, it's interesting uh, when when the when the market has had a big run up. Sometimes some of my best stock buys have been at all time highs. As soon as I buy them, they may go down, but then they may come up later. So we're yep. in we're in a situation where uh, many many commentators are are saying that we're in a a a kind of a new bull market or or what's called some people call it a secular bull market that is kind of a long-term bull market and within that bull market it, we frequently have uh, corrections and you know last week i think was one of those situations where we had uh, a correction and of course it's entirely possible that we will continue to have uh have a correction this week uh but what uh what, you know, a lot of people will rely on something called uh, technical analysis to determine the kind of the near-term, medium-term, and long-term direction of the market. Uh, do you use technical analysis? And, what you know, what do you think about te technical analysis? Yeah, so that's one of the pieces of research, technical analysis. And then you also have qualitative analysis. And you – so – fundamental analysis where you look at the earnings of companies. So yes, there there's something to be said for trends. There's something to be said for looking at the past and seeing what potentially can happen in the future. And by the way, I'll just throw this piece of technical analysis out that I heard about this week. Usually after you have a five-week straight S&P 500 positive, positive five weeks, right? you will usually have only about a 1% or a 2% return the following 12 months. And so that's technical analysis. Now, obviously, that's not, there's no guarantees of the future, but something to look at to see what potentially can happen in the future so we can give our opinions on what we think may happen. If you're, if you're interested in the market, retirement planning, uh, or just discussion about business, give a call at 281 558 Five seven three eight. Now, one of the one of the concepts uh, of technical analysis that that I think is interesting is I, for, I forgot who said this, but you know I think it was a, a commentator, and they had a chart from 1930 to present of the S and P 500, and it took uh, it's like you had a point at the lower. Uh, left-hand part of the chart, mm. and you had pretty much a you know a little bit of a wiggly line going all the way up to the upper right-hand mm -hmm. part of the chart. And those of us who are were present during the 1987 crash, during the 2008 Great Recession, mm -hmm. during the COVID crash of 2000, which is of course very recent and kind of raw memory for many of us. Uh, those look like just inconsequential blips, and and yeah, it's over a long period of time, and it's and it goes back to what we said, you know, when we first started the inaugural show. <clears throat> you have over a long period of time. If you're patient, then you will more than likely have positive results. It's that's what the trend has been. The S and P 500 has beaten real estate and most every return out there that you can think of as far as investment goes. 
but you have to be patient. And that's kind of like what you're describing in the chart that you show. The uh, the person who was presenting this chart, and of course it's a, you know, it's a chart that we see all the time, and a lot of people have it framed on the wall. They said, what part of this chart do you not understand? It's a, it's an interesting, it's, it's like, sure, you could come in, like imagine you came into, into a, a lot of cash in the year 2006, and mm. you invested it at all in the equity market right in 2006 and 2007. That might not have been the best move, but over time, you would have actually recovered, yes. e- even after a 50% loss. Right. Uh, when, you look at, when you look at that long-term uptrend, it, uh, it's not just points on a graph. It's the growth of the U.S. and international economy over over a long period of time the growth of domestic of the of the gross i guess the gross international and domestic product yeah 30 percent of the revenue from american companies comes from internationally right that's that's a big makeup of it it's a diversified uh, the standard and ports 500 is a is is a diversified portfolio even though there are um, international funds you can uh, purchase, and and I think that's a good idea. And that's where, that's where financial planning comes in, and that's where retirement planning is so important. Because when you have a a um, a, a, a worker, you know, like myself, I uh, uh, you know work in industry and begin saving in the you know I began saving in the eighties and nineties and and the aughts as we call them now. Uh, I could have done with a little more uh, guidance from above, as it were, and so uh, so financial planning and retirement planning is is a is a great way to uh, to uh, filter out the noise and see the future and see you know sit back and see how this growth occurs and how it can benefit your retirement planning. Yeah, well, you can look and see, and once you do a financial plan. Based on certain assumptions, right, there are assumptions that are put into your financial plan, you can see what the potential outcomes will be. And we look at that. We look at the cash flow, given what your Social Security may be, what your pension is, and with what you currently have an asset, and we forecast that into the future. So that is the foundation of the Kevin 7. And there's actually seven different financial modules that we talk about. So there's this recurring theme of seven <laughs> you got ksev 700 uh-huh, am uh-huh. you got us kevin seven and then you have we we start with the foundation of this remember the ramsey seven baby steps oh that's right right, right. so th- those are seven baby steps so you have you put a thousand dollars away you pay off all your credit cards debt number two number three three to six months worth of your income and savings number four put 15 percent of your income into a rep- retirement plan mm-hmm. Right. And then saving for education and then you pay off your mortgage and then seven build wealth and give. So those are seven steps. Right now. Now, Kevin, you're a you're a Dave Ramsey uh, preferred preferred provider. Tell me small investor pro small. Yes. Can you tell us about that program and how you got vetted for that? Yeah. So there's a lot of vetting that goes into whenever you affiliate with somebody like Ramsey, but also back back to the, the the licenses that you have mm-hmm. in order to be able to 
to talk to people one-on-one about their finances, right? So, yeah, there's typically you go through and you have uh, the background checks and all of that, the, the, the tests that you take to make sure that you, you, you have a well-versed understanding of everything that's out there. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a strong vetting process that, that you're put through and that you continually learn. And we have this continuing education program also, you know, for the state of Texas, state of California, Tennessee, wherever you may be, life insurance, continuing ed that you have to continue to do and meet those standards. Does Ramsey have a field, you know, uh, uh, topic competency tests? I wasn't aware that was the case. uh, So he actually tests competency in different areas? No, he doesn't. When you originally set up, though, that's that's all. When you become a smart vester pro, that's what happens. They uh, they do a look at your uh, portfolio, your your background, and then see you know you're you're highly vetted once you come on board. I see. He, he I doesn't see. really do a test. Oh well, cool. Uh, give us a call at two eight one five five eight five seven three eight, and uh, you know visit about retirement if you have a a question about uh, business or the stock market, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and disclaim that we are giving any financial advice over the air. Uh, financial advice uh, is usually given by a, um, a licensed professional on, in a one-on-one situation after, uh, after they know something about what they're talking about. Yeah. We, we don't know anything about anyone who may call, but we uh, we certainly can visit and talk about general things. General general things and concepts, right? If you do a full-blown financial plan, which is the cornerstone, and we recommend everybody do one of these, and it doesn't matter how young you are to start. The seven basic modules, again, reoccurring theme of seven, right? There's seven different modules, usually within a financial plan. And the one that I focus on, that CRPC designation, stands for Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor. One of the modules, and the one we spend the most time on, is the retirement module. Then we look at the investments, insurance, education, estate planning, tax planning, and liability management, right, with mortgages and and so on. Um, Sometimes, you know, imagine if a... uh uh, um, a tradesperson came to your house, and uh, and you were trying to quote out a job. A lot of times they'll say something like, uh, "We can do it fast, cheap, or good. Pick <laughs> one." So the you know the humor of that is that is that when you pick one of those those three, fast, cheap, or good. You're sacrificing yeah. two, two of those things. So, uh, so when you, uh, you know, when you give financial uh, or retirement planning and and guidance, you're planning a person. You might be planning twenty five to thirty years worth of of uh, of thought and and investment advice and consistency and reevaluation and changing with the times yep. uh make uh, it dynamic that's right that's right so so it, it's it's a a complex multivariate thing now i as a as a cpa uh i i'm a cpa in industry but we have ethical guidelines that are that govern our 
our our you know our ability to charge for services and, and those types of things. For instance, we are by we I mean CPAs. I'm not including Kevin because he has a different license, and that's where I'm going with this. Is I'm going to ask about the 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 license uh, ethics as to how you charge. I would not be able to, or a CPA would not be able to refer someone to purchase, say, a commercial property and then receive, say, a 4% commission on a $2 million property without disclosing that in writing uh, prior to doing that. In other words, there's, there's guidelines to do, to do that. Each profession has different guidelines. Uh, Kevin is, is a, uh, is, is a uh, CPRC. Also, he has an MBA, so he's invested in his education. So when he, give, when he gives advice, just like any professional, you would not expect him to just give some offhand answer uh, like, like go invest in the stock market for the next 30 years and yeah. have a great retirement. There's a process. Kevin, can you talk we a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, we have a process, and it's, you know, we have a fiduciary responsibility, so we have to put the clients first. And, you know, I'm Series 7 licensed, Series 63, 65 licensed, and also I'm a Series 24, which allows me to be a, a manager in the industry or a principal, general securities principal. So there's a lot of vetting and a lot of background that uh, – that you go through before you can even be, you know, do this with a one-on-one situation with the public, right? So, but the first, the, the whole point of it falls back on the foundation of financial planning. And the whole point is putting, it's a process. And we've developed this process working with clients that puts them in the best position to succeed. And really the first step of that process is asking the right questions to somebody to get a picture of their financial situation and where they are today. And then the second is understanding what their goals are for the future. And the third is just really an honest assessment of how attainable those goals are, which goals are more realistic, what are their what what's a client's priority. And the fourth step is to explore what actions we need to take to get there. And, and how comfortable somebody is with those actions that we're going to take and, and what are the things that they can do, how do we stay on track. We build on that conversation every time we check in. And everybody who does a financial plan, whether it be with a financial planner, financial advisor, combination of the both, which is what we are, it's, it's you check in at more, more often than not, at least minimum, on a yearly basis because life changes and life happens. So you want to update your financial plan accordingly. Now we have software that'll update and log into all of your accounts and pull all that information automatically whenever your balances changes in any accounts that you may have. Like if you have a Fidelity 403B 401k, it will pull that information in. So looks like we have a break coming up weekend reconvene right after the break.
Having a hard time knowing what kind of income you may expect in retirement? Kevin Seven is a financial planning firm. We take you from financial confusion to financial confidence. A financial plan takes into account what you're making, spending, and saving, and forecasts that into the future. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7. That's 877-538-4677. We can schedule an appointment for you via Zoom, phone, or even in person. Or visit us on our website at kevin7.com. K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. Catch Chris X Radio weekdays at 4, right here on AM 700 KSEV. Bill, thank you for hanging on. Welcome to the Voice of Texas. I think Bill fell asleep. Bill, you there? He's snoring. Hope he's okay, Bill. Bill, you okay? Taking a good afternoon nap. I don't blame him for that. Chris X Radio, (laughs) weekdays 4 till 6, right here on the Voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. John Henry said to his captain, A man ain't nothing but a man. But if you bring that steam drill around, I'll beat it fair and honest. I'll die with my hammer in my hand, but I'll be laughing. Because you can't get places steel. That's great. We well, just... Johnny Cash singing John Henry. And John, we have John Henry, the CPA, with us. That song's for you. Shout out to the producers here at KSEV. The, the two Garys do a great job on the bump music. They call that bump music coming in and out of a commercial. That's fantastic. I'm not sure I'm the John Henry that Johnny Cash had in mind. But, uh, but welcome. Uh, welcome to 700 AM KSEV. This is the... Uh, finance. Uh, this is your finances with Kevin Seven, and Kevin is with us today. And we're we're talking a little bit about the uh, financial planning process. And uh, I kind of started out by saying uh, uh, that if you're if you want to price something, you uh, you can choose between fast, cheap, or good. And I happen to have the privilege of working with uh, uh, several high net worth individuals, and the um, and I'm I'm going to just throw out an, an example of pricing that I have seen mm. in in the in the marketplace, and a person who had a uh, I guess it was a, a seven uh, I guess it was an eight figures portfolio, and eight, you know a banker would know eight figures is I hope I have this right. Anywhere between like ten and twenty-five yeah. million dollars. Something like that. They call that also a deca millionaire because it's ten deca. Yes, yes. In other words, a high, very high net worth individual, and the uh, the fee that was charged for their portfolio by this uh, particular money management company was about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per uh, year. So I believe is that point one percent. Or is that one? That's 
Uh, 1%, roughly 1%. Typically, right? whenever somebody does a financial plan, you know, and we give a break to this as well. If you if you Google this or look up the cost of a financial plan on the Internet, usually it'll come up for the average person about 2%, and that's whatever their income is for the year. So they'll go based on your income, and they'll charge maybe 2%. We come in lower than that. But as if the person wants to custodian their assets, which means they, they manage their money essentially, then – there's oftentimes a reduction in the financial planning fee that uh, that is outlaid by the financial planner. The, this was actually not really a full financial plan. It was really, uh, really money management, mm-hmm. really money management and investing. And they did, yeah. they did a great job. But that's that's an example of the type of fee for uh, that kind of high high net worth person, and uh, and the relationship actually was very successful. And, uh, you know, and I was glad, glad to be a part of it. Uh, so how, uh, so when we have fast, uh, cheap, or let's see, excuse me, fast, cheap, or good, we want to <laughs> be, we want to be, we want things you to be it, timely. We want it to be good. Right. And when you're talking about a financial plan, we're hoping uh, that that the uh, engagement would begin early in someone's life. Right. Uh, early meaning by the time they look around and think, oh my gosh, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, I have a mortgage, I, I have a, a career, my wife may have a career, I'm 35, 38, 40. Is that about the right time to, the ideal time to start uh, with a financial planner? Well, it's there's the earlier the better. I we have people who come on board that are in their twenties, and what I like to say is this one and a half percent that that uh, we are less than the two percent, but usually we will charge one and a half percent of somebody's income. It's more for the person who does the financial plan than it is for us because they they have a stake in the game and when they're they're putting the money their money where their mouth is they will be more likely to follow through with those goals that we have outlined for them to do down the road right so so when you uh uh you know it's important to to understand where the where the fees and charges are with CPAs right. for instance uh, we charge an hour, hourly rate. You know, right. we, it may seem to be an exorbitant hourly rate, but it's an hourly rate. Attorneys charge an hourly rate. It, I remember 20, 30 years ago, you couldn't really tell. You couldn't really tell how someone was getting paid. They, right. they would sell you a product. Yeah. And, and uh, for instance, I've seen charges uh, for for certain financial products that were in the eight percent range, yeah, that back and, in the seventies and eighties, yeah, and back then, you know, not so anymore, a million right? dollar product uh, might, you know, might have an eight percent commission, and uh, and that would uh, renew a- after five years. Uh, yeah, you know, the various, and they wouldn't tell you; they wouldn't let you know what the deal was. Yeah, and, that's not good. And and it created a a. Uh, a you know a lack of trust for, yeah. you know for good reason look that's we everything is fully disclosed and it should be by every financial advisor isn't that a recent reform in by recent i mean the last 10 years in the industry yes. yeah they you everything has to be disclosed and i mean 
it's actually put in writing. You know, financial advisors have options as how they can charge, right? And I can tell you a little bit about how we do it. Let me say it's important that, you know, obviously we're smart with people's money and what they pay matters to us. We feel it's important for people to know exactly what they pay so that there are no unexpected or unexplained costs. And as a client, people should know that our ultimate goal is to make sure that they achieve their financial goals. And with that in mind, we're always looking to design long-term diversified investment strategies built within a planning process and are always, we are always looking, I'm always looking for the most cost efficient, high value way to manage somebody's money. Now, with that said, the way that we usually do it with financial planning, I mentioned, is a one and a half percent fee unless we move the assets over and manage those hands on. And we feel in this environment that what we do is kind of a little bit different than what other advisors do. Most advisors charge an ongoing fee, and it's a, I call it JJO. You're familiar with JJO because it's an accounting, January, April, July, October. We're mm-hmm, about to hit mm-hmm, July. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, financial advisors, will charge JJO. So you give them $100,000, they will automatically bill your account on a JJO basis, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 0.25% if they're charging 1% for the year. So they ding your account 0.25%, right, mm-hmm, on a mm-hmm. JJO basis. So July's coming up, and they'll, they'll be – anybody who has a fee-based account will have that 0.25% charge. So the way that we work with most clients, particularly when they're new clients that come to us, is we don't do the fee basis. There's two cost structures. Most there's many different cost structures, but the two basic ones in our industry, the financial advisor industry, are fee based and commission. A commission way is the, the way that we do it, where they are there's a charge of one and a half percent transaction charge that goes into whenever they go into the Kevin Seven, right? Mm-hmm, or we mm-hmm. go into something like a structured note. But whenever you go into something like a structured note, what the quote is, if it's an interest rate that I quote you, mm-hmm. that's what you get. And I get compensated aside from that by the investment bank that issues the structured note. So that is, that's the, the way that we've thought about it. And we've come to the conclusion, usually after you know, several years, and we're in this for the long term again, that's the most cost-effective, efficient way to go in and uh, charge customers. Right? Now, nowadays, and this has changed since um, February of 2021, uh, you can actually receive money on balances. It's like, it sounds like a strange yes. thing to say because the last 20, you know, the last many years since the Obama administration, the uh, there has been like zero return on right. savings. So now, if you have if you have say two hundred thousand dollars in in a in a um, in a fund, you could be making. You mean uh, in the bank, right? In, in the bank, in yeah, a bank, in have, a bank. If you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank, these bank accounts more often than not are not paying you much interest. Now it was. I remember I started in the industry in nineteen ninety seven, and the interest rates 
for money market accounts were paying 5%. Right. And that's kind of back. People are still like, what's a money market account? My money's safe. Yeah, so you, you can move your money into a money market account out of a traditional bank account, and you can get a higher interest rate, which is fantastic, right? So if you have money sitting in a bank account, you can move it into a money market account. And we're looking at one right here right in front of me, 5.27%. You know, just to put a number to that, if you have $100,000 in that account, that's uh, $5,200 per year. Yes. So you should be seeing a credit of four or $500 per month yeah. in, in your account. Yeah. Uh, what one of the things Kevin will make sure of is that, uh, is that that's what's going on. In yep. other words, if you, if you have, uh, for instance, I'm familiar with two different brokerage uh, funds, and, and one of them, if you have money in uh, parked in cash, say as you as you move them in and out of stocks, if you have them parked in cash, they are in uh, in zero balance, zero percent interest balances, uh, and you want to make sure that's not the case because it uh, it for someone who's saving fifteen percent of their income or say ten percent of a hundred thousand dollars is ten thousand a year, mm. so after. Um, you know, after 10 years, you have $100,000 sitting there. And that's, that's where if you're missing that four to $500 yeah. interest rate credit per month, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a big mistake. And yeah, so, a big and, mistake. And the banks love it, though, when it's sitting it. there. They loan it to somebody else, or they sit on it and make the interest. You may be worried about getting your kids into a preschool or your vacation or your parents' Uh, and someone needs to be looking to make sure that, that the balances that you have are, are earning interest, and that's part of what, uh, that's one of the very basic things that, that a financial planner will, uh, will um, uh, one, of the services, one of the services they provide. Yeah, and it's, it's as simple as we open up a brokerage account and we link their bank account to the brokerage account that we open up for them, and again, this goes back to the transactional thing. We cannot do anything without a client being on a Zoom call live or on a on a phone call live mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. us. So, at if the client directs us, they they don't. <laughs> this is a big communication thing, right? Within our industry, don't ever email or mess, text message your financial advisor to do something. Technically, they cannot do it. You need to have them on the phone live. You can't leave a voicemail message or you have them on a Zoom call live. It doesn't matter if you're buying a stock or telling them, hey, I want you to move this money from my bank account. And it could be any bank that you could think of. They can have their money in their bank account and then your, call your financial advisor and then the financial advisor can move that to the brokerage account and get you the 5.27 interest that we just mentioned. This is a J.P. Morgan Asset Management Mutual Fund that I'm looking at right now. Right. Uh, give us a call at 281-558-5738. We are live on the air. We're live right now, so you can call in. You will get on the air uh, at 281-558-5738. We're on the air with Kevin Coogley, MBA, CPRC, who's answering your questions about your finances. Kevin has over 26 years' experience in financial planning and investing, uh, and I'm 
John Henry, and I have many, uh, many decades of experience as an industry accountant, and so I know quite a bit about general financial matters, and I am Kevin's co-host today. And I have a strong interest in retirement, investment, and uh, a lot of different financial uh, products. Uh, you know, what, I think a lot of people, when, when they approach or they're afraid to or, you know, they're concerned about approaching a financial advisor because they, they don't want to give carte blanche to a person with their retirement income, with their retirement savings. You know, the, you know as, I, as I developed it, before you know it, as you go through life, you know, uh, 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 time short when, or, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And yeah. you can find out that you have 100K, 200K, uh, sometimes 700K uh, as you approach your 50s and 60s. And they're worried about turning that over to some guy, you yeah. know, who's approached you. What are some of the what are some of the safeguards, or, or, or what you know, when when someone engages a financial professional or retirement professional, what are the safeguards so that they will not wake up one day and find out that that, wow, all the money is gone. We, yeah, you know, I you know got, that's very basic. Unfor unfortunately, some people do get burned from time to time out there. And you, there's something called broker check that anybody can log into the Internet and they can find out the background of a financial advisor. Oh, well, let's, let's the, talk the, about that. The, the uh, one, well, the one, you know, the one good thing, if there is a good thing about a bear market, is, is that it does get out a lot of the bad apples in the industry. But having said that, whenever you go look at a financial advisor, it's always good to go with experience, I think. So they've got the experience. They've seen the good. They've seen the bad. And you will know that they've had essentially a background or they still wouldn't be in the industry over that long of a period mm -hmm. of time because it is an extraordinarily highly regulated industry. Right. So, so you have broker check. And then now how would someone – I mean, here I'm saying – on the air that you have had over 26 years of experience, mm -hmm. but how does someone really uh, figure that out? You yeah, know, aside from it. aside from asking a friend or something yeah, like that, it says it on that website, thebrokercheck.com, and then it'll show that their whole background, what licensings they had, what kind of tests they took to get the licensing. So it, it's all disclosed there, or any okay. issues that they've ever had actually in the industry as well. Uh, that's very cool. That that's yeah. similar to. Uh, to uh, the law profession and the CPA profession, uh, you uh, if someone represents themselves as a as an attorney, you yeah. know you you know you you will be able to go and determine that they actually are an attorney, yep. and um, in in the case of CPAs, actually they have board complaints and all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so uh, so anyway anyway thank you for that that's yeah. that's great I was unaware of that and. Uh, and now there's another another thing uh, called uh, when uh, it's called custodian, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm I'm, I'm going to go back to my high net worth uh, friend, who uh, they had a financial advisor, and the financial advisor advised as to the actual stocks. And, and again, this was not a full retirement plan. This uh -huh. was really an investment advisory service but the the money was 
custodian at Fidelity. Yes. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so so a financial advisor, you know, if they're independent in particular, like I am, they can choose whoever they want as a brokerage company. And when we're saying custodian, that just means what company it is that's actually holding your stocks, your bonds, mm-hmm, your money mm-hmm. market account. So we choose, or I've chosen LPL as my custodian. So the LPL brokerage is the 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 company that holds all of my clients' assets. And they're the second most financial advisors that are out there. Uh, LPL is number two right behind Morgan Stanley as far as number of financial advisors. And most of these companies have over a trillion dollars in assets. So it's always good to go with a big with a big company that where you have a big custodian like a Fidelity you just mentioned. Schwab is another one, and it goes on and on, right? Vanguard. Now, now LPL would would also have that uh, S. Uh, I hope I get this right. SPIC insurance. Yes, uh, that's correct. Uh, up to two up to two hundred and fifty thousand per account. Is that right? That's FDIC insurance. FD, okay. It's up to two hundred fifty thousand. So SIPC is actually higher, and it's also insured federally insured. And then beyond that, you do have your uh, reinsurance. So the assets are safe there, right? Whenever you have just cash or whatever against protection of default of the company. And that's now, what you're, you know, <laughs> these, some of these regional banks, there's been concern in the industry about that, right? Because you've seen some of these smaller regional banks like Silicon Valley mm-hmm, Bank mm-hmm. That, that went under. So the, thankfully, it looks like we're out of that. But The, the uh, big, uh, well, it wasn't a big crash. It was a, a minor correction that we had in March was due to Silicon Valley Bank. And, and yep. fortunately, it's turned out that that has, has been a, a, a moderately isolated you know, and, and they actually went over the 200, the, the federal government, the United States federal government went over and beyond in backing up people who had their accounts at Silicon Valley Bank. Because as you said, right, it stops right. at 250. There were people who had millions and millions yeah. of dollars and the, the feds came in and, and backed, uh, backed them up. So... I'm glad they. Whole. I'm glad yeah. they did. I don't know on what authority they actually did that, but I'm. Right. I'm glad. I guess I'm glad they did. Now, uh, now I'd like to ask uh, Kevin a question, uh, but let's let me give the number two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. If you'd like to line up your call, please do so, and we'll come back on the other side of this musical break with a question about a specific interesting product. I'm gonna drive. There are three things you need to know when choosing a financial advisor. Number one, experience. Number two, credentials. And number three, judgment ability. I have over 27 years experience in the industry. I am a chartered retirement planning counselor, CRPC, and an MBA. Although past performance doesn't guarantee future results, we can show you that we've delivered results that double the S&P 500. Don't hesitate. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7 or visit us on our website, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. 
Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show. I used to live down the dial a couple of notches during this time period in the morning, but I think I found a new home. And it's why I'm going to tune in. You gave them some very tough questions. You know, some of the toughest questions that I've heard an interviewer give a seasoned politician like that. And just like all seasoned politicians, before they answer the question, they run interference. The Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Welcome back to Your Finances with Kevin Seven. We're here with Kevin Coogley, MBA, CPRC, talking about retirement and finance, the market, and general financial topics. You are invited to call. We are live at 281-558-5738. Now, before, before we went on the air, Kevin uh, showed me a, a, an instrument and uh, by instrument, I mean a financial product. And if you're not into finance and you don't look at these things, and I look at these things all the time, and this was a new one for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, there are certain products that are structured that are that are very that are safe that are 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 um, insured. Insured, insured. Yes, thank you by major financial institutions, and they have certain uh, return s- characteristics. Yes. Oh, Kevin, give, give us the, so this the lowdown new, on we, this. And, you know, please interrupt me if, if I come across as too confusing, because these are considered complex products, right? This is a structured note. A structured note is, invest, is an investment bank-issued note, like a bond would be. And the one that... I'm speaking of, in particular, there's a market-linked growth CD, certificate of deposit that is FDIC insured. Okay, so you, you, if you want something like this, you have to look at and make sure that you understand it because it is complex. There's special paperwork that you have to sign whenever you do this with a financial advisor. This one in particular is pretty simple even though it's a complex part product in the fact that it has one index it's tied to. It's tied to the S&P 500. Also, it is FDIC insured, which means you cannot lose any of your principal. So there is no principal loss risk, okay? And the reason somebody would go into this is to offset inflation risk because we've known over the last year or two how bad inflation risk can be. This note is, again, the S&P 500, FDIC insured, one year, three months. It will go up with the S&P 500 up to 17.5% if it's 15 months. So at the end of the 15 months, from the time that it issues, and these come out all the time. This one in particular that I'm looking at on my computer screen right now, it is uh, it issues next Tuesday, right? So this coming week. Now, at the end of the 15 months, after this thing issues, uh, 15 months from next t- Tuesday, if the market is up 16.5%, it will deliver a 16.5% return. 
right? It'll do that up to 17.5%. If the S&P 500 is more than 17.5% up after 15 months of when this issues, then it will only pay 2%. So you're guaranteed to get your money back, right? So if it goes up higher than 17.5%, you only get 2 Now, well, what happens in the case if the S&P 500 goes down? Here's the interesting part. So it's the same thing on the downside. So if the S&P 500 is, is down 10%, this structured note will give you a 10% return. A positive. A positive 10%, 10%, 10 yes. return. Does that all the way down to if the S&P 500 goes down to 17.5%, if it goes down more than 17.5%, you only get 2%. So you're guaranteed to, to at least get 2% of your money back FDIC insured at the end of the 15 months. Depending on whether the S&P 500 goes up or down 17.5%, you should get that in a positive return. This is a is a real unusual instrument, and and I had to ask a couple of questions to make sure I understood it. It uh, it 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 pays based on a set variance from when you go into the note. Yes, and and if so, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna try and repeat what yes. Kevin just said. So if if it goes up seventeen percent. You get roughly seventeen percent. If it goes up ten percent, you get ten percent. If it goes up eighteen percent, you get two percent. Correct. Okay. And the it be in the S and P five hundred. The index. eight. Yes. Now, if it goes down seventeen percent, you get a positive seventeen percent. If it goes down ten percent, you get a positive ten percent. If it goes not down nineteen percent, you get two percent bingo okay so now i would i wish that i could show you this in but and, the, and we can do this on a zoom call if you you can also listen to this uh, podcast again on our website you can find it at kevin seven k-e-v-i-n-s the number seven dot com and then we can it's always easier to show people too right and at some point i'd like to get this video back that would be tough to have a radio show and then pull up the screen but uh, we can always schedule a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with somebody if they would like to take a look at this. Now, numbers are tough to talk about, but trying to depict a graph that a number <laughs> represents yeah. is even tougher to talk about. Uh -huh. But but this is called, and you know, when Kevin showed it to me, I, I knew this, it's called a Batman rate of return. In other words, it looks like the the ears of a Batman from zero out to positive and negative 17% return. And the thing is, it's called a note. And I don't know if you all watch American Greed, but a lot of the scams begin with the word note. Well, this is a note from a well-known commercial... Big. Investment bank. Investment yeah. bank, right. Huge bank. And that an investment bank includes a commercial bank. So, and they are sold by prospectus. So anytime that you right. look at going into a structured note, you will receive a prospectus just like you would a mutual fund or preliminary prospectus before you go into it. Now, now you said it's happening Tuesday. Is this something that they offer on a monthly basis? Yeah, there's a, there's a schedule that comes out on all structured notes, and this is just one in particular that really caught my eye. I've been doing structured notes 
Well, I actually started it back in the industry. I started doing some. But I've used these notes primarily for income purposes, which worked really good last year because these typical portfolio on Wall Street is 60-40, 60% stocks, 40% mm -hmm. bonds or fixed income. We didn't use bonds last year, but bond, thankfully bonds went down. You had bond Absolutely. mutual funds, you lost money. We did income structured notes and it saved people big time because they weren't in bond mutual funds or bonds. They didn't lose value in these structured notes last year. Now, this is a CD-type product. So, in other yes. words, if you invest... Uh, now, what would be... And again, this is not financial advice. We're just we're just discussing a type As of a product. As a concept, yeah. Yeah. We're discussing a type of product that might be suitable on, on, on a detailed conversation. Right, and it's with. something to make your... Most people don't know things like this are out there that exist. So, it should make you scratch your head and think, wow, is there something more that I can do that'll perhaps enhance what I've got in my finances. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's should be a piece that you, you should potentially take a look at. There are hundreds of different structured notes that come out right. that do all kinds of things. They can enhance the upside. They can protect the downside. So with that, they're, they're sold by prospectus and... Yeah, it's it's something that somebody should take a look at potentially. Uh, very, very, very interesting. Uh, a this is the type of product that that Kevin, as a as a uh, financial planner, can offer to you if if it's appropriate in your case. I'm afraid we're coming to the end of our uh, what I consider to be a very interesting conversation. And and look at look for us next Sunday. Tune in next week, one o'clock on Sunday afternoon, for your finances with Kevin Seven. Kevin Seven, or you can email him at k e v i n s the number seven dot com. And tune in again next Sunday at one o'clock for your finances with Kevin Seven, right here on KSEV. Kevin Coogley is a registered representative with Securities and Advisory Services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.